Was there ever a more aptly named bedding accessory than a comforter? In Australia, we call them a feather cover, but I like the name comforter, comfortor in American. There's truly not too many things in our world that's more comforting than lying in your bed on a cold winter's morning under your comforter. We enjoy comfort. We like comfort, don't we? And we don't like discomfort. We try to avoid pain, right? Many people want comfort in their lives. The good news for us this morning is that God wants to give you comfort. God makes it very clear in our lesson that he has comfort for you. But it is, however, a very special kind of comfort. In fact, it's the best kind of comfort that there is. Our lesson for this morning is recorded in Isaiah chapter 40. We read verses 1 through 11. I invite you to stand for the reading of this lesson. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak to the heart of Jerusalem and call out to her. Her warfare really is over. Her guilt is fully paid for. Yes, she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice is calling out in the desert, in the wet wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. In the wasteland, make a level highway for our God. Every valley will be raised up and every mountain and hill will be made low. The rugged ground will become level and the rough places will become a plain. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all flesh together will see it. Yes, the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice was saying, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry out? All flesh is grass, and all its beauty is like a wildflower in the countryside. Grass withers, flowers fade, when the breath of the Lord blows on them. Yes, the people are grass. Grass withers, flowers fade, but the word of our God endures forever. Get up on a high mountain, O Zion, you herald of good news. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, you herald of good news. Lift it up. Do not be afraid. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. Look, God the Lord will come with strength and his arm is ruling for him. Look, his reward is with him. The result of his work is in front of him. Like a shepherd, he will care for his, his flock. With his arm, he will gather the lambs. He will lift them up on his lap. He will gently lead the nursing mothers. O oh Lord, these are your words, and therefore they are the truth. We ask that you would increase our faith through them. Amen. Please be seated. Comfort, 
Comfort my people, says your God. God tells Isaiah the prophet to comfort his people. God was telling Isaiah to comfort the Israelites who at that time were suffering in the Babylonian captivity. They had gone through some harsh wars and fighting and now they were serving hard service in captivity. But the Lord sent Isaiah to give them comfort. In fact, the Lord emphasizes the point by repeating the word. He says, comfort, comfort my people. In Hebrew, when a word is repeated like that, it's for emphasis. The prophets of the Old Testament, the apostles in the past, and now evangelists, pastors, and teachers, they are to bring comfort to God's people. And I'm guessing that right about now, you also could probably use some comfort in your life. 2020 has been a pain. We could use comfort this year. The stress, the disappointments that the year has brought to us, the hardships, the sickness, we could certainly use comfort. Comfort is especially longed for when people are suffering pain. People, maybe some of you, have, who have chronic pain will tell you that that's one thing they long for is some relief, some comfort from that pain. When you have a, a pain, a persistent ache in your body that's there through the night, regardless of having that nice comforter over you, you really appreciate comfort and relief when you can get it. As bad as 2020 has been, really the worst pain and discomfort that we have, the turmoil that causes us the most problems in our life, comes from elsewhere. The worst pain that we truly have is caused by sin and guilt for sin. God gives us the good book. He gives us the good book. And we call it the good book because it's good for us. And so when we push it aside, when we say, I don't need that, I, I've worked things out myself, I've experienced from life, I've learned a lot from the world, I can handle things. And then we're surprised when different areas in our lives end up in discomfort and pain in our work life, our health, our finances, our relationships. We end up in pain and we go, I wonder why that happened. John the Baptist fulfilled this prophecy that the Lord had given he came to prepare the hearts of the people for the coming Savior, Jesus Christ. A voice that was calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. In the wasteland, make a level highway 
for our God. Every valley will be raised up, every mountain and hill will be made low. We live, and our church is located here, right near the Williamson County Park. In fact, kind of cool that we can look across out that window and actually see the park right there. And over there at the park, there are some very nice hiking and running trails. There's the uh, Jim, not, yeah, the Jim Rogers Trail. I just have to get that one right. The hiking trail there. We call it the Woodchip Trail. There's the, there's the gravel trail and the Woodchip Trail, my family. And on the, the Woodchip Trail, there, there's one area there. It's nice to walk on, ride on, bike on. Several years ago, there was one area on that trail where there was this kind of gully. It, there was a sharp decline and then a sharp incline, probably about 50 feet across, kind of like the shape of our, our ceiling up here if you were to invert that. And all the way down, there were loose rocks everywhere and, and rocks outcropping. And that was kind of a dangerous part of the trail. If you were biking or running and you set your foot on one of those loose rocks, it would be easy to fall. Kind of a little bit dangerous. But a few years back, the park must have had some kind of a meeting. They sat around saying, well, how can we improve the park? What can we do to fix things? Or maybe there were some complaints, perhaps, from visitors about that particular area, but they decided to fix it. And I can imagine there must have been some long conversations about that. How do we go about fixing this, and how much is it going to cost, and so on? Should we really do this? But they ended up doing it. They filled in that, that gully with these white stones, filled it up, and then they covered it. And now... It's, it's just wonderful. They have really did a wonderful job of it. It's got wood chips on it, and it's just this one straight, smooth hiking trail. Great improvement over there. John the Baptist says, Prepare the way for the Lord. Every valley will be raised up. We are to prepare our hearts for the Lord. If you were to sit down and have a meeting with yourself and think about ways to improve your life, or maybe if you were to survey your friends, family, co-workers, and ask them, how can I improve myself? Or what are your complaints against me? What would they tell you? Maybe they already are and you're not wanting to listen to them. Maybe you should. What about if you were to sit down and examine your life in the light of God's Word? What rough places would you see that need improving? God wants you to prepare your heart. He wants you to repent. And it can be difficult. It can take work. And it can cost on our part. You know, God doesn't want you to live for comfort. That's not the goal, is comfort. God does not endorse some kind of an Epicurean or hedonistic lifestyle. No, there are, there are earthly comforts that we can indulge ourselves in that are actually very bad for us, bad for our health and bad for our spiritual life. No, God 
wants you to have particular comfort. And it begins with repentance. Repenting of those rough areas, the rough pasts that we have in our lives. God gives specific comfort. He gives it through the work of Jesus Christ. Jesus came and He fulfilled what you and I failed to do. He filled in the gaps for you and for me with His perfect life. And then He did away with the rough places, our rough pasts, with His life on the cross. He gives forgiveness. He forgives you of your sins. This is the comfort that you need. God gives you comfort. God also gives you comfort that lasts. Comfort that lasts. I was an altar boy in my earlier years at a Lutheran church in Caboolture, Australia. I would uh, go out and light the candles before the service and sit with the pastor. And I can remember one Sunday standing in the sacristy with Pastor Yench before the service. And I, I can remember, I'm, I don't know what we were talking about, but I must have been trying to impress him because I told him about one of my favorite verses that I had learned in Sunday school was from Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8. The grass withers, the flowers fall, but the word of our Lord will stand forever. I remember that verse from my childhood. And it's interesting that almost 40 years ago now, and that is still true. I've seen a lot of change in this world. I've seen a lot of grass go brown in the fall. I've seen a lot of beautiful bouquets of flowers after a few days be wilting and petals on, around the base of the, the vase. I've seen a lot of people come and go, a lot of leaders, politicians, rulers change. But the word of the Lord has not changed. It still stands. The word continues. In fact, this Bible that I'm showing, I got this in seminary about 22 years ago. It still works just fine. It's still all true. And even better than that, this is the Bible that my father gave me right before he died. And it says in the front cover, it was given to him when he was a boy, it says, to dear Barry, from Dad and Mum, M-U-M, Mum, Christmas 1952. This Bible is almost 70 years old. Think of the change in our world in that time. And yet I can turn in here, and if I can read it, Isaiah 40, verse 8, The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Still the same word, hasn't changed. God's word doesn't change. His commandments haven't changed. Think about that. The, the pain that 
adultery caused a family, the destruction that it caused in a family back in 1952, it's the same pain that you see today when you see friends and relatives going through the effects of adultery and divorce, the pain and disruption that causes. It's the same. God's word hasn't changed. God says, do not commit adultery. Husbands, love your wives and so on. And God's promises remain the same. John 3:16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believeth in him would not perish but have everlasting life. The word of our Lord will stand forever. You have the comfort of our Lord. It's a lasting comfort in his word. Isaiah was told to tell those Israelites these comforting words that her warfare really is over. He comforted the Israelites with that. Their hard service under slave labor was over. They were promised that they would one day return to their land of Jerusalem, the promised land. For you and me, our hard service, our warfare is over also. We battle with Satan, the sinful world, and our own sinful flesh. But because of Christ's work, he has fulfilled all of that. He has fulfilled that hard service that we couldn't accomplish. He defeated Satan on the cross. And he gives you his life of perfection as your own. Isaiah told the people, her guilt is fully paid for. There was a blood sacrifice that was needed to pay for our sins, our breaking of God's law. But it would require special blood, divine blood. And at just the right time, Christ the Savior came, true God, true man, and he shed his blood on the cross. And it washes away all of your guilt. The proof that it is fully paid for is in his resurrection. The Father wouldn't have raised Jesus from the dead if all of your sins were not being, had not been paid for. And he says, thirdly, yes, she has received from the Lord's hand double for her sins. Instead of giving us what our sins deserve, that is hell, instead God blesses us. Now this can refer to the, the blessings that he gives to us in our daily lives, the, things, the good things he gives you in this world, but it also reminds us of his grace. Paul said, we have received grace upon grace. And Paul also said in Romans 5, where sin increased, grace increased all the more. It doesn't matter how bad your sins have been in the past. It doesn't matter how deep that gully went in that rough time in your life. It has been paid for. Grace increased all the more. God's love for you through Christ. God has comfort for you today. God loves you. God forgives you through His Son, Jesus Christ. And one day, He is going to send His holy angels to lift you out of this world of pain and discomfort and take you to His paradise in heaven where you will have everlasting life. 
Amen.